0: hello everyone good morning once again so I come to you all the way from the throne room of God to present to you with this morning's kingdom message I hope we are all doing very well I pray that the word of God will speed ahead and that it will be added wherever it goes in Jesus' name so today you're going to have the concluding part of the river here and all we've learned so far is that call is actually a place of divine encounters, a place of revelations and deeper insights. And we learned that at Hedical, um God comes to reward us for our fellowship with Him, and that also at call He begins to function well in our calling that is, where our horn is exalted, and then also that is where God gives us snapshots of our future so that we don't just follow the crowd okay so um let me just add something small to it and that will end the discussion on Hideko. so um on simeon we learned yesterday that he was moved by the spirit and he went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required So you see, Simon had been promised by God that he would not die until he had seen the salvation of Israel. On that day, when the child was to be dedicated, the Holy Spirit himself led him from his house to come to the temple to witness the truth. You see, the Holy Spirit will make you walk right into your blessing or into your destiny. You might think it's a coincidence, but in this kingdom, there's nothing like a coincidence. Remember, the steps of the righteous are always ordered by the Lord. So we can see based on this that Simon was really connected to the Holy Spirit, that he had a very good fellowship with him. How many times have you listened to the promptings of the Holy Spirit? Or do you just ignore them and later go like, something told me? You see, when you do that, it means that you're not really connected to the Holy Spirit. Because it gets to a point that the Holy Spirit will stop prompting you, and then you start asking oh god why didn't you promise me this time around too the answer is that you have not heeded to the many times he has done so so why sh- so why should he do that this time around you see when you start becoming obedient he will speak and prompt you frequently as you pray more in the Spirit, the holy spirit becomes greater and stronger that is one way of him ruling in your life Praying more in the spirit And then your whole being will start yielding to its promptings easier than before but when the physical food and the physical things become greater than the spiritual food by default the flesh rules okay so mind you the flesh has always also been in constant enmity with the spirit galatians 5 16 says that for the sinful nature is always hostile to god listen it never did obey god's laws and it never will we are talking about the flesh here so i say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit that is what is contrary to god the flesh will always let you do things that god will not be happy with and the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh So the spirit also does what is contrary to the flesh they are in conflict with each other so that he so that you are not to do whatever you want but then if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law that is the rulership or oppression of the flesh according to galatians chapter 5 verse 16 to 18. so in order for your whole being not to be under the influence of the flesh let the spirit inside of you be nourished at all times so that you can always please God, unless of course you don't care what God feels. The Holy Spirit can so empower your life that the flesh will have no say. You see, even when you are not fasting, your mind and your heart must be pure to be able to host his presence. That's another way of keeping Jesus at your side always. If you say that you are in constant fellowship with God, should you love what he hates? Shouldn't you have common friends and common enemies? Shouldn't you be in the same camp as him? So how can you constantly pamper the flesh that is forever an enemy to him and starve his own spirit who is living inside of you? Is God's spirit resi- that is residing in you happy? Are you treating this gift of Jesus the way he deserves? Is he confidently enjoying your hospitality or he is confidently and your inhospitality will he boast about you to jesus when jesus asks or will he wish he had not been sent to you at all in luke 2 again there was also a prophet called anna she was very old and the bible said that she had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then she was a widow until she was 84. she never left the temple but she worshipped night and day there fasting and praying coming up to them at that very moment she gave thanks to god and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of jesus christ of jerusalem sorry the emphasis on the underlying phrase at that very moment this goes without a doubt that she also was led to speak about the child at the exact place where the baby where the baby jesus was the holy spirit can lead us to life I'm quite sure you remember when you nearly fell victim to something quite terrifying. It was his promptings that delivered you. He will lead you into your place of destiny. Give him that opportunity. You see, when we are led by the Spirit, we are not under the control of the flesh. When the flesh controls a person, eh? the following signs are seen in the person: number one is sexual immorality; number two is impurity, okay, and the lustful pleasures. Then three, idolatry and witchcraft, and then also hatred or hostility, and then discord, that is always quarreling, and then jealousy, and then fits of that is outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, always praying for himself or about himself, whom pray for others, dissertions, factions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and the like, these are the signs that follow those who are actually led by the flesh. However, others like Simon and Anna express the following qualities before they were led by the Spirit. They express love, and joy, and peace, forbearance, and such things. See, if we want to be like them, we must heed to the advice below. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So that even if somebody is warning you, you don't really have to quarrel with the person. You will crucify that flesh in order to make Jesus happy. Since we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. The Holy Spirit is the one who will lead us to our place of destiny, our place of fulfillment, and our place of greatest achievement. These places are not always joyous places, sometimes they could be places of pain and trial. But we still need to be led led there. The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness, remember, not to a place of festival. There at the wilderness, he was tempted. The Spirit compelled Jesus. So if you are only looking at the happy side, you might disobey him. But there is always a purpose and a reward for the pain. There in the wilderness, Mark said Jesus was out among the wild animals. But that was where the Spirit took him. Jesus himself says in Mark 9, that everyone will be tested with fire. You see, change is not a wishful thinking. It is a function of a conscious effort. You've been going to church for so long, but you don't see any change you desire. You need to amend your ways. Instead of going to church always, permit the church to go through you. Always make or note a practical action pointed out by the pastor and Practice it that week. Don't just listen and say amen. Amen is not enough. Pick an action point from the message and act on it. Then you will see results. You will realize that from day one, the underlying message of these morning devotionals is prayer, that is, constant fellowship with God, like the Lord Jesus, like the Lord God always desired from the times of Eden we have always insisted on keeping fellowship with the Holy Spirit at the altar to evoke rivers which will be avenues to save our loved ones. It would be very saddening to know that after all these days, someone hasn't graduated from 30 minutes of Tongan to one hour, or from one hour to two hours. It would be saddening to know that after hearing about what pleases God, nothing excites and energizes you to please the Father, be saddening to know that after all these days someone still only prays for himself or himself alone and is as longer with someone else then what would we be living for fellowshipping with him changes us gradually and shapes us into the persons he wants us to be to think like him act like him and be like him remember it's a conscious effort you need to challenge yourself may we live as Jesus wants us to live, may we love him with all our hearts. And may our roots grow ever deeper, ever stronger, and firmer in that rock. And may we bring honor to his holy name. In Jesus' name I pray. Hello everyone. Good morning once again. So I'm coming to you all the way from the throne of God to bring to you this morning's kingdom message. I hope we are all doing very well i pray that the word of god will speed ahead i pray that god's word will be honored wherever it goes in the mighty name of jesus christ pray i pray that everybody who receives this word will also receive the touch of god in the name of jesus i pray with thanksgiving amen um so this morning, I just want to chip in something. I want to add to what um, we shared in the previous message. So, um, it's an experience that I had, and I like to share it. So, um, one of so during one of my 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 walks, and um, one of my evangelism times, I I met this lady. very attractive lady and I would have just passed by but I believe I was led to talk to her so I stopped I stopped her and she was a bit reluctant but I tried to um, to engage her so I asked her her name as I introduced myself she also did and then we started off and i got the word of knowledge by the grace of god and i asked her whether she was going to get married to a pastor and she said i think that was what actually you know sparked her interest in the conversation because earlier when she looked a bit like yes time she wanted to go and all that but when i asked her that question it's just aroused an interest in her so she said no but um there is a pastor at the moment who is proposing marriage to her and i was asking her so why doesn't she want to accept the proposal said she doesn't want to marry a pastor i was like yeah i understand because i mean who wants to do ministry work i mean when most of the times, people don't want to be associated with that. Because you're going to school, you have your degree, you're doing what you want to do, you are fine. And then, a pastor comes in, I mean, that is not the life you want to live. So she told me that there's a pastor that has been asking her, and um, her had in marriage for a very long time, but she just doesn't want to. So, by the grace of God, I told her that, um she's been carved for ministry that god has given her what it takes to do his work and it might not be this particular man per se but she just consider that the reason god put her here here on earth was that she should help his work through um marriage to a pastor she became very quiet then she was like she's actually dating someone and the person has given her no reason for her to, um, you know, break off the engagement. I was like, you know what? God is a gentleman. God never forces his will upon people. We all have our free choices to make. But I'd like her to know something, okay? Um, God has called her into ministry. She can choose to do whatever she wants to do. She will be successful. But I asked her, do you know the difference between good, better and best? She said, yes. I said, well, you can do your work and be on your own and you will end up having a very good life. Your life will be good. Your success will be good. But when you forsake all these pleasures, when you forsake all these desires, when you forsake everything and then you want and then you go ahead to pursue What God has actually intended you to be here on earth. You will have the best. And then she was quiet. I'm like, yes, it is a sacrifice. It is not easy. But then it is also one of the things to know early in life. Okay. When you get to know who you are. When you get to know what your purpose is here on earth. When you get to know why God created you. And for what purpose and and, and for what problem you are here to solve. I mean, you are heading towards the best life for yourself. You might think that you know it. And you might think that, oh, this is what I want to do and all that. But the very important thing in life is to know why God called you. Okay, why God, sorry, why God made you. And through praise, through, through interactions with the Holy Spirit, you get to know who you really, really are. You understand and what you've been called to do. And when you get to know who you are, it helps. It helps. It helps very, very much. Most people through prayer have been able to identify their partners, okay, without much struggle. And you see, when you get to know who you are, you get to know who you're supposed to spend your life with. you understand? Because it's not everybody in life that can help you fulfill your purpose. Many people have missed their destinies through marriage. You understand? So when you get to know who you are, it also helps you to find out who you're supposed to get married to. Most people have gotten married very, very early only to realize that it was a mistake. Because at the end of the day, they weren't like, uh, what did I just do? You get it? It was it was during the night, the night of her wedding, that Catherine Coleman realized that she had made a very big mistake. It was during the night, the day she got married, it was that night, that first and night, that Catherine Coleman realized that she had made a very big mistake in life. Do you understand? So you need to know who you are, what you're supposed to do, and then you get, by the grace of God, God will help you identify the person who's supposed to help you, okay? Partners come in different forms. There's a partner who's supposed to help you financially. Some will help you spiritually, okay? Some will be the ones who will be your spiritual backbone, and they'll just be praying for you. That's all she or he will be doing for you. Just be praying for you. Just be praying for you. That is the partner God gave you. Some also have financial partners. Okay. Those are supposed to pump money into whatever they are doing. Do you understand? Some also are supposed to have, let's say, social social um, partners. Okay. That you can, you can talk to. You know, that is the best person who can ease your bed. That's the best person. Do you understand? So everyone has the partner that God has you know, prepared for them, okay? Some people, by the grace of God, they found their partners, but they weren't able to identify that this is the solution. And so though they had the gold, they didn't know, although they had a mind, they didn't know how to, you know, get the gold out of it. And they just, you know, let me say, they just left it like that. Finding out who you are helps you to fulfill your purpose. You need to know who you are. Through prayers you can get to know who you are. Through praise, you can get to know what you're supposed to do. Through commitment, through um, through fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the more you pray, the more God leads your path. The more you pray, the more God directs your path. The more you pray, the more He, you know, He leads your path into His purpose. It is very, very important. It is very, very important to know who you are it's very very important to know why you have been called okay by the grace of god some people were able to identify this early in life some people did not really know who they were they rushed into marriage and then they didn't know what is happening again you understand and some people too by the grace of god i don't know how to whether it is messy. let me say it's my some people to by mercy their lives or their marriages will be delayed by mercy and until until they, god opens their eyes to find out who they really are and then finally they are able to get connected to the person who is supposed to be the right ones for them so let's keep praying okay let these waters flow let the waters flow it will lead us to the right place let the waters flow in the beginning yes we say this Later, it becomes knee-deep. It, it becomes the waist level. And then later, we can't even see because it becomes a whole river. you understand? So keep on praying. Keep on praying. Let the rivers flow. And when you and when you find that one, it doesn't mean you just stop praying. Keep praying. God will direct you how to mine your gold. Keep praying. God will teach you how to polish the gold. Keep praying. God will teach you how to sell the gold and get more profits. Keep praying. Because as you pray, there are more profits coming. Okay, I'd like to end here. God will end you. we our next session. God keep you. God guide you. God cause the fear to upon you. Stay blessed. Have a blessed day. In Jesus' name, amen.